You're listening to Up Your Game, a podcast all about sports. I'm Travis Harrison, joined once again by my best friend, Ben Weir. Good to see you, man. Hey, good to see you too, man. Well, it is finally here, Super Bowl week. And honestly, Ben, kind of mixed emotions for me. I'm excited about the big game, obviously, but it also means that this is the last NFL game of the season, and then we've got a very long off season. So definitely not excited <laughs> about that. No, at least we got March Madness around the corner. But yeah, we talked about that last week. I know after the podcast, but like it, this is the worst time of year, man. After <laughs> this game is over. But as of right now, it's not over yet. So we're going to bring you the Super Bowl 58 preview. We're going to start things off by just sharing how each team got here. So we're going to start off with the San Francisco 49ers. They had the number one seed in the NFC. So they got a bye wildcard weekend. Didn't have to play that first week. You know, get a little extra rest. This time of year, everybody can use extra rest. So 49ers got the bye. They won 24-21 over the Packers in the divisional round there. Really surprising that that game was that close. I mean, the Packers had just dismantled the Cowboys the week before, so I knew if the Packers played well, they could hang in the game, but I think most people saw the 49ers winning that one easily. Ended up being a close nail-biter, but they pulled that one out, and then as if that wasn't exciting enough and even more thrilling of a game when they were down 24-7 at halftime to the Lions in the conference championship game two weeks ago, they were able to have a thrilling comeback and pull that one out 34-31. So two three-point wins here in the playoffs for the 49ers, just having to grit and grind and win those close ones. And then for the Chiefs, took a little bit extra work to get here. They won wildcard weekend. They had to play wildcard weekend because they had a little more of a down year, if you want to say, especially for that the Chiefs are used to. But they won that first game against the Dolphins 26-7 in Arrowhead. So they had a home game there, wildcard weekend. And then they traveled out to Buffalo for the divisional round, beat the Bills in Buffalo 27-24 in a hard-fought close game there. And then they traveled to Baltimore for the conference championship game where they won 17-10 over the Ravens. Drew Tranquil said, teams thought Miami would beat us. Teams thought Buffalo would beat us, and they certainly didn't give us a chance against the Ravens. They're a good football team, and we went in there and did our thing. And they are now going to play a postseason game in the Raiders stadium before the Raiders do. Definitely poetic justice for a division rival. Ben, what are your thoughts on that? And also, who do you think had the more impressive run to the Super Bowl? Yes, sorry, Raiders fans. Travis just like (laughs) destroyed you guys. (laughs) And Um, I've got a brother-in-law and a sister-in-law who are big Raiders fans. So if they listen to this, they're probably Um, not going to be too happy. (laughs) Might want to tune out, guys. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, I mean, just like very impressed with both sides. I would say the 49ers are the team that shouldn't be here, honestly, if we're looking at it. I mean, Packers should have easily eliminated them in the divisional round. So if we're looking at that kind of side of things, I feel like uh, one of the NFC North teams should honestly be here facing the Chiefs. As far as more impressive, uh, I definitely would lean to the side of the Chiefs. Winning the home game against the Dolphins, I wasn't necessarily concerned about the Dolphins beating them in, in you know in Kansas City in Arrowhead. But like going on the road to Buffalo, I mean, Pat, like we said, Patrick Mahomes' first ever road game beating Buffalo there and then going on the road to the number one seeded Ravens and basically, I mean, not really even dominating, but like basically made them useless as far as their offense. So like to me, this is, it's a more impressive run for Mahomes and his team to get here after all the drops they've had this year on the offensive side of the ball. Defense has been fantastic, been playing well, but honestly for me, the 49ers have been getting pretty lucky, man, as far as like 
just playing the survival game. So we'll see if they can keep get it done with, against the Chiefs. But yeah, for me, it was definitely Kansas City. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. I mean, again, with the 49ers having the bye, you know, obviously they had to play one less game to get here. And then they earned it absolutely by having that number one seed. But yeah, the Chiefs just having a grit and grind. Yeah, they're used to playing all their games in Arrowhead during the playoffs and then obviously the Super Bowl, wherever it's scheduled for that year. But to have to go on the road in two hostile environments like Buffalo and Baltimore, two very tough places to play, come out with wins. I mean, yeah, I think you definitely give it to the Chiefs. But, I mean, obviously hats off to both of these teams for for making it all the way here to the Super Bowl. Well, a question that many defensive coordinators ask throughout the season, and especially here in the playoffs, why can't anyone stop Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey? Because no one knows what they're doing on any given snap, including Mahomes and Kelsey. Mm -hmm. That's the San Francisco 49ers assessment of the Kansas City Chiefs quarterback and tight end duo. They've been together long enough now, seven seasons. They can make things up as they go. And by doing that, they thwart even the best conceived plans to stop them. It's really a thing of beauty to watch. The imagination that Mahomes has in his game, General Manager John Lynch, a former safety, said Friday when asked about Kelsey's postseason success. Lynch recalled having a similar unspoken communication with former Tampa Bay Buccaneers linebacker Derek Brooks and with former Denver Broncos cornerback mm-hmm. Champ Bailey. You play so long with somebody, Lynch said, all it takes is a look or a nod to know exactly what they're doing. Mahomes and Kelsey took on Baltimore's defense that boasted pro bowlers at both linebacker spots and safety. Kelsey, however, still mm-hmm. caught 11 passes that went his way for 116 yards That included a 19-yard touchdown against safety Kyle Hamilton. Just so happened to be the first touchdown that Hamilton gave up this entire season to a tight end. The 49ers' defense, meanwhile, has been strong against tight ends this season. That is, until the conference championship game when Detroit Lions rookie Sam Laporta caught nine passes for 97 yards, which was a season high for tight ends versus San Francisco. San Fran's defensive coordinator, Steve Wilkes, said the 49ers have to be especially focused on Kelsey when the play breaks down and Mahomes starts to scramble. That's when their special chemistry can be most damaging. That's a point we try to emphasize in practice. The down is never over, he said. We've got to be ready to extend the down once Mahomes starts scrambling. Ben, what are your comments on Mahomes and Kelsey, just their success? And do you agree with that, just how they're obviously, again, playing for so long together they just have that chemistry. They just know each other in and out, and it really doesn't matter. Even if a play does break down, they're going to find a way to make it happen. Obviously, as we saw in that conference championship game multiple times. Oh, yeah. No, I definitely I definitely agree with that. I mean, they've been playing together for such a long time, and now he's he's basically the target for Mahomes that he'll be looking for every single play. Um, so, yeah, I fully agree with that. I mean, Kelsey knows where to find the opening where Mahomes is going. He's rolling out. But I just feel like the ability for Mahomes to extend the play, and I feel like, just like you kind of mentioned, I feel like San Fran with Steve Wilkes needs to be working on that during this practice. I mean, uh, you got to be working and having the quarterback, just having a backup or something like that, just extending the play, having the receivers and tight ends running around and in practice, just making sure that they know, like, hey, listen, you got to keep playing until the whistle's done. Because uh, that's that's what these guys can do, and that they can kill it. And honestly, it, it is it's it's mind boggling to me, like how you can't stop the main guy. I mean, I, I know Rasheed Rice has been coming along, but like Kelsey's the guy. Like Kelsey, Kelsey is it for them as far as the the target for um, the offense. But like, it's gonna be interesting to see if the uh, Niners can shut them down. But yeah, like you said last last time with uh, Laporta, it didn't look great. But I don't I don't know, man. It's just it's hard it's hard when you got such a great duo like Mahomes and Kelsey to shut them down. 
Well, the Chiefs are kind of in new territory as they've been embracing the villain role, hearing a lot of boos this week and just kind of throughout the season. You know, Mahomes was even being quoted saying this week, you know, I'll try to still have a smile on my face and not be a bad example, but I can be that villain for them if they need me to be. Well, I think a big part of why they have turned into the villains is because this is their fourth Super Bowl appearance, Ben, in the last five years, which is an incredible feat. I mean, you talk about one team making it there at all, and this is their fourth one in five years. This was going to be the year that the AFC caught up to the Chiefs. Instead, they'll all watch from their couches as the red and gold play in another Super Bowl. Mahomes is the first quarterback in NFL history to start four Super Bowls before turning 30. Patrick Mahomes' numbers in the playoffs thus far here in his still young career. He's first in win percentage, first in total yards per game with over 300. His touchdown-interception ratio is first, 39-7, to which is a ridiculous ratio. His passer rating is first at 106.3, and his completion percentage is also first at just a little under 70%. So the guy has just been remarkable in the playoffs. You talk about just elite athletes and how the ones, the superstars, how they kind of separate themselves from all-stars is that they're able to hit that extra mm-hmm. gear. And I feel like Mahomes does that. You know, he kind of can kind of seem like he's coasting through the regular season and then all of a sudden the playoffs hit and then he hits that other gear. And I, so I feel like that definitely mm-hmm. happens with him. And then Mahomes in the playoffs since that loss to the Bengals in the 2021 AFC Championship game where he had that one bad pass through the interception, you know, that sealed the win for the Bengals. Ever since then, he's 7-0, and has a 70% completion percentage, nearly 260 yards passing a game, seven yards pass per pass attempt, and he's got 11 touchdowns and zero interceptions, which I think is the biggest deal, and his passer rating is nearly 108. If Patrick Mahomes ever says, and he said that this year, and people kind of laughed, and yeah, okay, but if Patrick Mahomes ever says, we just need to clean some things up, and we'll be fine. They really just need to clean some things up, Ben, and they'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's it's just it's remarkable, man. I mean, I I think I've said this a few times, but just taking this team that they've done. I mean, I know the defense has carried them uh, through a lot of the games they've played, especially the last time with the AFC Championship game. But like, it's just remarkable what they've done this year. Like, I never would have, I definitely never would have seen it coming that they would have been in the Super Bowl if you would have told me that, like, you know, halfway through the year that the Chiefs were going to be playing in the Super Bowl. I never would have believed you because. Just of what's been, just of what I had seen on the field, but it, it's just remarkable, man. And and really, yeah, they have become the villains because I think of what you said already is that they're just in the Super Bowl all the time, so everybody wants to see somebody new. But like, you, you got to beat the best to be the best. So I mean, I just, I don't know, man. To me, I don't see them as a villain. I, you know, the Patriot era with Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, and the cheating allegations and stuff like that. Like that to me was more of like a villain. This to me is like you just got to beat these guys. Yeah, you know they they don't they don't worry about the talk, man. You guys can do all the talking you want to. They just do show the product on the field and and do their job and win the game, man. So it's it's just remarkable. I, I really think he is going to be at the end of the career if he, if he keeps this up and stays healthy. I mean, I, I really think he'll be the best quarterback there ever was. Well, as good as Patrick Mahomes has been in the playoffs in his career and obviously this season, Brock Purdy actually had a better season. You look at head-to-head, the record, Purdy was 12-4 and versus Mahomes 10-6. and Completion percentage, Purdy was a couple percentages higher at 69 versus Mahomes 67. 
his passing yards per game were 267 versus Mahomes 261. Purdy was completing nearly 10 yards per pass versus Mahomes 7. The touchdown interception ratio was 31-11 for Purdy, 27-14 for Mahomes. And the passer rating was 113 for Purdy and 92 for Mahomes. So, again, Mahomes kind of coasting through the season. And we talk, we've talked about last several weeks, the Chiefs leading the league in drops. Obviously probably had a lot to do with some of those numbers. But Purdy, man, he was, he was great almost all season. And he was up there in the MVP race for quite a while and deservedly so. Yeah, no, I I don't disagree with that at all. And I, for me, the concern for for him is I would say just like, like the experience. Uh, I mean, Mahomes has definitely got the experience for the Super Bowl, but this is his first ever Super Bowl going there. I mean, the kid's been playing great though. I mean, led a big comeback against the Lions uh, in the championship game there, but it's just going to be experience for me and, and how the nerves are going to be. And you can't come out be scared. You got to play. It's just another game essentially. Is what you got to think about it. So we'll see if Purdy can can kind of get those butterflies out right away and maybe not turn the ball over to give KC momentum. But but yeah, no, I mean it's been a great a great season and it, I really do love the story, man. It's just it's just a great story, Mister Irrelevant to now potential Super Bowl champion. Well, it came out this week from 49ers owner Jed York that Kyle Shanahan actually told him he thought Brock Purdy would be San Francisco's best quarterback all the way back in training camp in 2022. This was when Purdy was still a rookie. And the 49ers had both Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance on their roster. If he does win the Super Bowl, Ben, he will be only the third quarterback ever to win a Super Bowl in his first full season as a starter. He's a guy who puts up numbers and wins. Yeah, no question, man. I mean, it's just it really would be a great story to end end it um, and see him get it for sure. And, I mean, Kyle Shanahan is definitely a great coach for sure. I mean, I don't even know how he would have seen that I mean, I mean they see practice like we don't see practice and the practice you got to practice like you play so like to say that when you had a third string quarterback and you're saying that he's going to be your best quarterback and like hey, here we are uh where's Garoppolo where's Trey Lance both not on the team anymore so I, I don't know man it's it's a great story the guy the kid's a great kid um so I, I'd be more than happy for to see him get the get the ring well some kind of unique situations coming into the Super Bowl you had Ed McCaffrey and Mike Shanahan win three Super Bowls together. Now their sons, Christian and Kyle, have a chance to win one together. And if the 49ers do end up winning, Ed and Christian McCaffrey would be just the second father-son combo to win a Super Bowl for the same franchise. I thought that was pretty cool. And then maybe a surprising stat, but with neither team having an Alabama player on their active roster, a remarkable streak will continue. As good of players as Alabama has produced over the years, no player who finished college at Alabama has scored a point in a Super Bowl. Players from 143 other colleges, including the Coast Guard, have scored in a Super Bowl, Ben. Why, dude, no freaking way. Like, I can't even I can't even fathom with how many how many oh my gosh, the talent they've got there. But I guess they go early, and the teams that are going early typically aren't in the Super Bowl. Like, that's just remarkable, man. Like, how in the world, with all the teams that Saban had, I mean, I know the quarterbacks didn't really translate to the NFL, but, like, all the, you know, the receivers they had, like Julio Jones, I mean, like, oh, my gosh, that's insane. Absolutely crazy when I saw that stat. But, yeah, it makes a little more sense when you're like, okay, yeah, the really good ones probably didn't stick around, you know, for the entire time, but still. Right. I mean, that is kind of a strange stat. Yeah, when you think about how much talent, you know, has gone through Alabama the last Mm -hmm. several years. 
Well, it's time for predictions. I always usually make Ben go first, so I'm going to go ahead and go first on this one. Before I do, I want to say a few things. The 49ers are the first team in seven years to be favored in every single game of the season. It's hard to believe, but the underdog in the Super Bowl is Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs' defense has been facing escalating difficulty in quarterbacks. Tua, then Josh Allen, then Lamar Jackson. Now Purdy, who I would say is less than Allen and Jackson, but better than Tua. Niners, totally different ball game. Started out against rookie Jordan Love. Then they went against Jared Goff. And now they're skyrocketing up to Patrick Mahomes. And the Niners' defense has actually been struggling, giving up the most points per game, yards per game, and rushing yards per game they ever have under Shanahan, and he's been there since 2017. Now, the greatest players in sports history, their careers generally have storylines. What better way for the worst season of Patrick Mahomes' career, the worst offense he's ever been a part of, for that season to end with the best Super Bowl he's ever played? The first Super Bowl, he wasn't great for three quarters, then turned it on in the fourth. They were able to win, beat the 49ers. The Super Bowl against the Buccaneers, he flat out got his butt kicked all game. And then the Eagles' Super Bowl last year, he was great in spurts, you know, made several good plays during the game, but he still threw for less than 200 yards. So I'm expecting a start-to-finish masterpiece. And I'm going to go with Patty Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs to win Super Bowl 58. Ben, who you got? Oh, man, this is going to be the first time I think in a while that we've agreed with each other on this one. But, yeah, no, I, I'm I'm very surprised. When I first saw after, bo- after both of the championship games, they had the Niners as the favorite. And I was like, why? I don't understand how they still continue to be the favorites. Cause, I mean, they were the favorites against the Lions, obviously favorites against the Packers. But, like, I mean, after what they did with the Packers game, I was just, like, shocked they were favorites against the Lions. But, no, I just, I really think, uh, Chiefs, man, I, I think this is going to be a different team the Niners haven't faced yet. And, and like you said, going from that, that kind of a drastic change in quarterback level play, I, and they've already let up a ton of points against the Lions with Jared Goff. I just, I don't see San Fran being able to stop KC. I really see Mahomes getting his third ring. I, I think this is kind of like the biggest story for the NFL as far as, you know, who's, who's in it right now and, you know, the Taylor, that whole Taylor Swift thing and, all that fun stuff. But like, no, I, I really just, I just don't see, I see that. I see the chiefs playing well. I, I see the defense being a huge factor for Brock Purdy. Purdy hasn't really played a great defense in the playoffs yet this year. Uh, you know, the Lions and Packers don't necessarily have great defenses. So like, I think that's gonna be a big factor. Uh, I think it's gonna be low scoring as far as that is concerned, but I, I definitely think the chiefs will get it done. Yeah. It's interesting, Ben, cause you've got two great offenses because you've got Purdy McCaffrey <laughs> Samuel, Kittle on the 49ers side, and then you've obviously got Mahomes, Kelsey, Pacheco, Rice on the Chiefs side. But then you've got two great defenses who have been top in the league all year. And I've said it before on here, I'll say it again, offense wins games, defense wins championships. I think it's going to come down to what defense makes a stop, what defense forces a turnover in this game. I see it being very close. Like you said, a lower scoring game. Because while they do have high-powered offenses, those defenses, I think, are going to be able to shut each other down. I picked the Chiefs against the Dolphins. Then I went away from them. I picked the Bills. Then I heard all the noise, and I picked the Ravens. I'm not going to make the same mistake again here in the Super Bowl, so that's why I'm going with the Chiefs because they've just been proving time and time again 
And I feel like they're just so locked in. 49ers this week yeah. have been making a lot of excuses, have been complaining a lot just about dumb things, about no yeah. Wi-Fi on the plane and yep. just like other random things while the Chiefs are just seem to be locked in, just taking things a lot more serious. So I just feel like they're going to get it done. And you mentioned Taylor Swift, and we've got some female listeners out there. So I want to make sure we have some fun for our female listeners and just others who are superstitious. And to quote the great philosopher, Michael Scott, who once said, I'm not superstitious, just a little stitious. Ben, I need, we're going to have a little <laughs> math class here. I need you to uh, answer some questions for right. me. So question number one, Okay. this year's Super Bowl is Super Bowl 58. Five plus eight mm-hmm. equals? 13. Correct. The date of the big game yeah. is February 11th. Two plus 11 equals? 13. <laughs> if Taylor does indeed make it to the Super Bowl, which she plans to be there, this will be her 13th game she's attended. She'll be traveling from Tokyo, which just so happens to be a 13-hour flight to Las Vegas. As we've talked about, the 49ers are the opponent of the Chiefs. Four plus nine equals 13. And then, last but not least, what are the seeds of the teams playing? The 49ers are one. The Chiefs are three. Right. One and three, Ben. Oh, my God. And for for all you out there, Taylor Swift's favorite number, her lucky number is 13. And she just so happens to be dating Travis Kelsey. If any of you out there have been sleeping under a rock and didn't know that. So all of you female (laughs) listeners out there and those of you who are a little superstitious with numbers and things, there you go. So I hope you guys enjoyed Mm -hmm. that little math lesson there, but uh, just a, a little extra fun. You know, you got, you got to have some fun with it. So anyways, that's going to do it for this Super Bowl 58 preview here on Up Your Game, a podcast all about sports. Travis and Ben signing off.